Welcome to Courtside with Kemper with Thundering Herd women's basketball head coach, Tony Kemper. Wheeler, working against Danielson, drives in, gets the floater over top of Nelson, and one, she'll go to the line. Colclaw with the left hook, got it. Kennedy Colclaw with eight of the 14 for the Herd. Three on the clock, Wheeler, mid-range, elbow jumper, good at the buzzer. Welcome to Courtside with Kemper, Marshall Women's Basketball Head Coach Tony Kemper. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. The Marshall Women's Basketball team wrapped up non-conference play in Vegas with a 21-point victory over Oakland and now sets its focus to Conference USA play as it gets set to play as host to Louisiana Tech tonight and Southern Miss on Saturday at 1. All right, Coach, talking about the final non-conference game. Uh, you only get to play one in Vegas, but a big victory uh, by 21 points to Oakland. Uh, we got to talk about Savannah Wheeler's performance, though, 40 yeah. points. Uh, but how special is that to see from your perspective of her have really her probably best performance uh, of her college career? She's a really she's a really good person, plays really hard. And um, I think something that didn't come through was how, uh, you know, happy and appreciative of her effort that her teammates were. And, and uh, that was fun to watch them celebrate with her because she had a heck of a game. And, uh, you know, we – Grant Trailer asked me a version of that same question. And, um, you know, we needed a win so bad because we were just in a, a, a weird place as a team as far as confidence and things like that that I knew she was having a good game. And I heard she had 40 right as she was kind of scoring 40. But um, – you know, if you ask me how we got to 21, I knew she was having a good game, you know, and, and, but she, she had 40 points on 18 shots. She only made two threes. I mean, that's about as efficient as you could be as a player. So um, I, I, I do feel like she's really improved um, in the last couple games, really Purdue, Michigan state and leading into this one. Um, she has learned quickly kind of how, how many different paces, she can play at and be effective. And I think that you sort of saw the culmination of that. Like I don't just have to have an open layup or I don't just have to get fouled to score the ball. And so I think that part's fun as a coach is like, okay, there's some growth there again from a player that's already pretty good, um, you know, learning different ways to, to get at you. Momentum-wise, knowing and your team, I think, knew heading in this may be the only game left on the non-conference schedule before conference play. Did you sense that they kind of got the feeling, okay, let's get this victory before we have 10, 11 days off so we feel good and, and feel kind of just better about ourselves with how non-conference play wrapped up to begin uh, CUSA play? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question that, that you know, that was, that was an advantage to us. And it was one that once we knew what was going to go on, um, that – we, I knew we needed to take advantage of. So we talked about that. You know, they had had they had to play the day before because of some COVID stuff. Um, we were trying to play the day after, but, um, you know, we couldn't get all the teams to agree to it. But we wanted to play two out there. But once we knew we were playing one, it was – I mean, we came all the way to Las Vegas to play 40 minutes of basketball. And I, I thought we looked um, – we looked a little bit tired um, the first half, but that, that went away. Sometimes that does happen on – you know, I mean, you're three hours off of your time and things like that. And I thought we did look a little bit lethargic in the first half. But, boy, our whole team was was uh, really fiery and, and energetic in the second half. Everybody playing in the bench. So, finished, finished really well leading into Christmas. Overall thoughts on finishing five and four, knowing that maybe you could have been seven and two, but just with how 
non-conference play shaped out in general there uh, and then leading into conference play now? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're over 500. I think that was an important little hurdle to get to. Um, you know, we, we had some goals that were that included more wins than five. Now, we've had two games called off, so part of it we couldn't get there because, uh, you know, a couple games I think got away from us that we held leads in that we shouldn't have let get away, and then um, we lost just the ability to win a couple. So I think it's good to be over 500. I think it's really good to win the last one. Um, get our chins up a little bit. I, I, I still am very high on this team and what their, their ability level is. Hopefully that helps them level it off. And we have a group that I think understands how hard Thursday is going to be and the rest of them after that, you know, and Louisiana Tech is a team that we all have great respect for. Um, we played them three times last year. and Every one of them was a, a slugfest, basically. Um, we don't anticipate anything different. Um, you know, I, I we, I think we have confidence going into league play, and I also know that we, we believe we have to play well, you know, and I think that's – those are both facts that are, that are absolutely accurate. You know, we've we got a team that I like. They have to play well to, to feel good on Thursday and Saturday. You know, let's talk a little bit about Louisiana Tech. You mentioned that there are three matchups last season. They won two of them, one in the conference tournament. What just makes them so stingy and tough? they got a lot of players back a good defense, but what makes them so difficult to either prepare and play against uh, each time you play against them? I think they're, I think they're the best defensive team we played to this part of the year, you know, and that includes a couple of big 10 teams. They, they really, they really force you, you know, down to the corners and they try to keep the ball on one side of the floor. It's hard to get in to your typical offense, moving the ball side to side. And that's different. Uh, usually by this point in the year, we've played against somebody that's done that. Because of our year this year, we have not. So this will be the first time we've seen a team that really does that stuff. Um, but they're just good at what they do. They're very athletic at the guard spots. Those people create a lot of pressure. And then, you know, they're, they're very good at loading to the ball and helping. So you, you have to move their defense. You have to play under control. And, uh, you know, I think when you look at what they've done to other teams, we're not the only ones that struggle to score against them. The main focal point of La Tech, especially on offense, is being, has been Kiana Walker. She's a really good scorer, and we saw that last season. What has she done really well throughout her career that's made her successful and what's maybe even allowed her to take an extra step this year? I think she's one of the best players in our league. You know, I mean, she's a tremendous defensive player, maybe the best defensive player in Conference USA. And then, you know, obviously offensively, she's one of those players that when you have to play against her year in and year out, you feel like she's been in the league forever. And, uh, you know, she's been productive for a very long time, uh, but she's super athletic. So very, very quick. She it's very hard to keep her off her spot when she takes off and dribbles. Um, and so you've got to really do a good job of containing her. You've got to point shots and, and make them as difficult as you can. And then um, she's still a, a good enough player. She's going to make some of those that you guard correctly. And you just have to have a level head about that. You got to go do the same thing, you know, so she she's. I, li I like her as a player. I mean, she's very competitive. She's fun to play against because um, she does challenge you in so many areas. And, um, you know, Roberson's really good too. And she creates some, some problems inside. And we, you know, we had troubles with her last year too. So um, they have a really good one-two inside-outside punch. It's hard to believe conference plays here, but we were revert back to the old format with travel partners and such. So you don't have to play the same team twice in back-to-back -back days, will that be a challenge to get back to adjusting to that, having to prepare for two opponents 
in one week rather than just, okay, we play this team twice. We kind of make adjustments after game one. Is it going to be hard to adjust back to that from your staff's perspective and, and the player's perspective? You know, I, I think it'll be a little bit easier, honestly. I mean, I, I think I, I don't think our players will have any problems at all. I, maybe for me, because you, you get used to the rhythm of a, a different season. But, I mean, it, it was, you know, that, that was challenging last year to play a night game on a Friday night. And, you know, you're getting done at 8 o'clock. And it's it's hard to come down off that. It's it's You don't have a lot of time when you're tipping off at 1 the following day to really process. Um, you've got to get through your – your adjustments process pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I do think when you looked at what we did, we were, we were much better on that second day. So we did a good job of making adjustments. We, we have to do those faster. We have to do those through the course of the, the first game this year. We have to be better at that. And then, you know, it's going to be on to the next game. And, and we do have a day in between now. So you've got much more time to kind of put a bow on the thing that happened Thursday and progress into Saturday with good things from that. And then, you know, what happens against Southern Miss on Saturday? How do we adjust to them and, and things like that? So I think I like the rhythm of that season better than last season. I thought we did a, a decent job with that quick turnaround last year. It seems like this Law Tech game is, is a perfect starting point for your team in conference play because at times – uh, you guys have not been able to play a full game and, you know, you get really close in certain situations in fourth quarters, but just can't get over the hump. And this is a lot of tech team based off recent history. They're going to battle and it's going to be a back and forth game. So is this like a perfect starting point of conference play? If we could get a close victory here and kind of set the tone, is this a perfect start, you think, uh, to match up with this team and start off with a win? Well, I don't know that I've ever enjoyed, you know, look, watching their defense and go, this is a great matchup for us. Um, because they're good, at, they're good, very good defensively, and and I know that's going to be a challenge for us, and we haven't seen it yet. So um, they, they're tough, but you know, to be honest, our whole league is up and down. It's very, very difficult. I, I think that um, both teams probably expect a lot from each other. Um, you know, I, I don't. I, I'm glad we're playing at home. I think that's probably the most important thing to have a good conference season. You've got to play well at home. So it doesn't matter who's coming in here. You know, we have to we need to be ready to play this game at home and protect our home floor. And it just happens to be Louisiana Tech. Um, I'm not sure there is a perfect matchup ever, um, but they're who we get. So we got to figure out how to play well against them. And I know they're going through that same process against us is, um, you know, how do we how do we try to try to get one on the road? Just one quick question, too, on the Saturday matchup with Southern Miss, another eight and three team that's had a good non-conference season. Just thoughts on them. I know main focus initially here is on Law Tech, but what have you seen maybe from Southern Miss that's allowed them to have some success? You know, I, I haven't worked ahead too much yet. It's I guess it's Tuesday right now, and I really start to flip on game day to the next one and kind of get ahead of that. I, you know, I, Coach Joy Lee, she's a really good coach. They're, they're usually very athletic at the guard spots. I know they have good post play um, just based on personnel and what I know from years past. I, I do. I think that that's unique about our opening weekend. I think we're playing uh, two of the teams with some of the better posts in our league back to back to start with, you know, and so we're going to have to be good in post defense to, to begin the year here. We're going to have to figure out ways to, to roll some help in there um, on, on both Louisiana tech and Southern Miss. So, um, you know, without me, knowing much about really exactly what they're doing. We've got other people working on them and they'll bring them into me when it's time. Um, I, I know very similar to Louisiana Tech. It's a very quality program. 
that is consistently tough. They battle. Um, they're going to get the ball where they want to get it. And, uh, you know, they're going to try to take us out of our stuff. And so it's going to be a huge challenge as well. Coach, thanks for the time and good luck this week. Thanks. That does it for the seventh edition of Courtside with Kemper. Stay tuned because tip-off between Louisiana Tech and Marshall is next. Thank you for listening to Courtside with Kemper with thundering herd women's basketball head coach, Tony Kemper. Thank you.